2: Six, 20, 50, 50, 10, Good afternoon everybody and welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you here and on the line for an interview today is UAB linebacker Trey Crawford. Crawford was a productive part of the UAB defense last year, compiling 42 tackles, 12 and a half tackles for loss, 8 sacks, and 12 games for the Blazers. And after playing out the final year of his eligibility in college, Crawford is now pursuing an NFL career and finds himself in the middle of workouts with several teams. So, Trey, thanks again for joining me, and how are you doing? good.
3: Uh-huh. I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having
2: me. That's good to hear, man. So you started your career at Tyler Jr. College (laughs) and put up big numbers during the 2016 season. You got 53 tackles, four and a half sacks. And then going back to 2015, which was your first year there at Tyler Jr. College, you had 43 (laughs) tackles, a sack, and an interception. So can you talk about what went into your decision to start at a Juco?
3: Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, coming out of high school, I wasn't a real big time recruit, you know, um, uh, in my area, there was a lot of talented guys and, um, uh, I feel like I was kind of overlooked a little bit, which is, uh, perfectly fine, man. And, uh, yeah, I just decided to go that route. I didn't really go to uh, a lot of you know, football camps and all of that stuff. I wasn't uh, qualified coming out of high school, and I didn't really have the offense that I wanted. So I wanted to go to Juco route to uh, get a chance to play uh, D1 football, man. Right?
2: With that being said, how did your time there at Tyler Jr. College help prepare you mentally and physically? I mean, I hear... Some other players that go to JUCO say that it's it's a good step in the right direction because it kind of you know gets your feet wet a little bit, understand the college level of football. So, what was beneficial about the process for you?
3: Well, it was it was more like a learning curve to me. I felt that uh, it helped me learn the game. It really, uh, you know, it, it, all it is to do in JUCO is uh, play football and lift weights. It's not too much to do. I mean, it's it's East Texas. It's kind of like a rural area. You know what I mean? And uh, it's it's not too much to do. Me coming from Houston, man, I'm a big city kid. So, you know, me going to East Texas, it was really a learning curve. And it just helped me really focus on my game and diagnose what I want to do. And, you know... It made me really focus in and really love the game of football.
2: After two seasons there, you transferred to UAB. So what factors played into your decision to join that program? and Did you have other offers, or was UAB the only D1 offer you had coming out of JUCO?
3: Well, UAB was, was indeed my only D1 offer. I had some D2 schools that wanted me. I had D one looks but, you know, they never offered me. But um yeah, uh just meeting the coaches, um, all of the coaches there, they seemed like they really loved the program. They were all in. Seemed like family, which it was, and um I just really believed in, you know, what the coaches staff had to offer. It's all good coaches there and um I learned a lot from UAB,
2: and I loved it. Now, the Blazers finished the 2018 season with the program best 11-3 and record, won the Conference USA Championship, and then went on to play in the Boca Raton Bowl, won that game over Northern Illinois. So what made your senior season special, and what will you remember from it all? Well, you know,
3: I remember, you know, the camaraderie with the guys. Man, I, I met a lot of great guys. You know, uh, those guys are my best friends for life. You know, we were just like family on and off the field. And um, the thing I remember about that season is just, you know, a lot of us, that was really our first time really just playing on that Division One level. So we all related to each other. We were all really like – you know, JUCO guys that were doubted, that, you know, that were counted out. So we kind of used that as fuel. And, you know, I played with the club on my hand because I had to have surgery on my hand um, about the – it happened like the fifth game of the season. And, uh, you know, with me, you know, they didn't know if I was going to come back or not. Me not knowing if I was going to be able to play right away. You know, all of the the adversity that happened and, and for us to come back and still win the championship and, and still win a, a bowl game, which has never been done in UAV history after the... You know what I mean? Like, coming back from the season, from the team shutting down, it, it was just really memorable because I, I never won a championship. That was my first championship that I ever won, so... That was, that was really uh, uh, something that I'll remember for the rest of my life and cherish for
2: the rest of my yeah. life. Yeah, Trey, I was going to ask you, man. I'm glad you brought up the, the club thing because I was looking at some pictures and I kept on seeing you with the big old white club on your hand. I was like, that's, yeah. that's interesting, <laughs> man. So, hey, right. I can imagine that was yeah. a painful to play through, huh? Right, yeah,
3: man. And it happened in my hometown. You know what I mean? I'm playing hard in front of my family. I had about 35 people there. So it was just a freak accident, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, for for that to happen in front of my parents, I didn't want to go out that way. I just had to dig deep. You know, when things like that happen, you really figure out who you are as a person and as an individual. And uh, what you can do, you know, sometimes you don't feel like you you can do certain things but, you know, put your mind to it and you know, always do.
2: Now you had your pro day in March and you posted some impressive numbers 46140 42 inch vertical jump which was significantly higher than any linebacker at the NFL combine and then your 105 broad jump would have been good enough for fifth among linebackers there in Indianapolis so how do you feel like your performance solidified your case to be drafted?
3: I feel like it really showed my athleticism. And, uh, you know, I wanted to show the guys that didn't invite me to the combine that I can compete with those guys. And I'm, I'm, you know, a great athlete as well. And, you know, not being invited to the combine, I use that as fuel for my pro days to send a message teams that I am a an elite player, and that I deserve um, to be at the next level. And um, yeah, man, I just you know use that chip on my shoulder to to really you know show what kind of player I
2: am. Now you're listed at six three, two hundred and thirty five pounds on the UAB official site. Not sure if that's changed, but regardless. What would you say is the strongest aspect of your play on the field right now? Um, I bring speed, tenacity,
3: aggression, passion. And, uh, man, I make guys around me better. I'm a team guy. I love the game. I love to bring players along with me. I try to help my teammates as much as possible. You know, like I said, I love the game. I'm really passionate about it. If you watch my film, you can see the passion, you know, that I bring. And, uh, man, I just play hard and I'm fearless on the field, man. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'll be a a great asset to the team because I make guys around me better. I'm not just thinking about myself on the field.
2: You had eight sacks on the season, which is uncommon for a linebacker. So how do you feel like your ability to rush the passer will translate to the next level?
3: Well, I feel like it's very important to rush the passer because not many people uh, are specialized, and I feel like that's one of my specialties. Uh, I really know how to to get after the quarterback and – I have a lot of moves, a lot of counter moves. Uh just studying the greats like Von Filler, little Mack, guys that uh that I've always watched growing up. Uh, yeah man, I feel like that's really my specialty and what I do with my speed and my uh, athleticism off the edge is uh sets and none man. I I really love how I get at the past. So I feel like that that's what I that's what I do. Uh, that, that's one of my
2: specialties. And another eye catching number I was going to say was your 12 and a half tackles for loss and your consistent presence in the backfield. I watched some of your highlight clip, and it just seems like you're always making a play, blowing up an offensive lineman to get in the backfield. So, how does your ability to shed blockers at the second level, out in space, how does that make you more versatile as you prepare for the NFL? Um, well,
3: I have a, a great coach, uh, Coach G. He really, you know, helped me get well with my hands and, you know, using my hands and my speed and athleticism and to be the tackle. I feel like I'm a mismatch on, uh, tackles that I'm gonna go against because, uh, you know, like I said, my speed off the edge and, you know, I, I feel like uh, I get slippery in and out of those blocks, those, those blocks, and I, I know how to maneuver through uh, offensive linemen and make plays in the backfield. I feel like that's another thing that I do exceptionally well.
2: And as we know, the NFL continues to evolve into a pass-happy league, which calls for linebackers <laughs> to be effective in pass coverage. So what are some things you are doing in training to better suit yourself to thrive in that area?
3: Well, I've really been working on, you know, my pass coverage and dropping uh, in space. Uh, you know, that's really been a part of my training, you know, getting faster and, you know, being able to, to cover those big tight ends and those, those receivers at the next level. Um, yeah, that's really been a, a big part that I've really been training in my game to uh, – to take my game to the next level and, uh, you know, show that I can't be a good player in this league.
2: And, Trey, you know, one player that keeps coming to mind when I watch your film, and I don't know if maybe you watch film on him yourself or if you've heard this from other people, but your play and your size and your speed, you remind me a lot of Jalen Smith from Notre Dame. Y'all oh, yeah. y'all play with that high intensity, the high motor. Have you gotten any of those comparisons elsewhere or am I the only one? Um, well, actually that's, a, that's that's a good compliment. You're the first person to tell me
3: that, but uh, yeah, Jalen's a really good player. You know, I watched him last year. He does play with a lot of tenacity. Uh, that is in my hometown in Texas. Uh, yeah, man, he's a really good player. And, um, yeah, I, I can see that comparison. I can see why you say that.
2: Now, Trey, let's move forward to the exciting stuff, man. The things that you've been doing recently, you've had some private workouts here this week and got another one upcoming. So how do you feel like these workouts have gone with teams and what are some things that you're learning from this process? Well,
3: I'm I'm wanting to just you know take it all in, man, because you only get one chance to do, do this process. I mean, you can never go back and enter uh, into, into the draft process, so I've really just been soaking it all in. It's really a blessing that you know I'm one of the guys that, that can play at the next level. It's really humbling, and uh, I'm really I'm, I'm really uh, humbled and excited about it. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm ready to show my talents and put them on display for the teams that uh, have interest in it. I'm really excited.
2: And to go along with that, you have a couple of top 30 visits coming up. And that implies that when teams are bringing in players for those type of visits, they typically have a good amount of interest in a player. So, how are you approaching those meetings, and what do you want NFL coaches and GMs to know about you when this whole process is done?
3: I want them to know, you know, my character. I want them to meet me and see how, you know, good of a a guy I am, and, you know, not just good on the field, but I'm also a good person with a great character and, uh, me, my, you know, just, just meet me, get to know me, uh, show these coaches that, you know, I do know the game of football and just, you know, really show them that I am the guy that they, that they like to bring on their team.
2: Now UAB to date. They've had 12 players drafted in the NFL since the university began their football program in 1991. This includes a couple of players that were taken in the first round, of which the highest pick was Brian Thomas at 22nd overall back in 2002. So the fact that you could become just the 13th player in program history to be selected, does that run through your mind at all? Um, Not really. I
3: kind of just, you know... Try to take it day by day. You know, like I said, I'm I'm really humbled by this experience. I'm, I'm just blessed that I can be able to even be considered a draft pick. Um, I'm just taking it all in one day at a time, you know, working really hard, trying to become the best that I can be. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really humbled and excited about this whole process and trying to uh, show them that I am in the league player.
2: Well, Trey, man, I appreciate you taking the time to join me for an interview today, man. I want you to know that I'm rooting for you. I hope to see and hear your name called as the draft rapidly approaches here at the end of the month. If you don't mind me asking, do you have any uh, specific plans for draft weekend? Are you going to hang out with family? What do you got going on then?
3: Um, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. We're still trying to arrange that around, but um, you know, if if, you know, if, if something does come up, if we figure out what exactly, what we want to do, where we want to go, you know, I'll keep you informed. But not not yet. I'm not, I'm not we're not completely sure what, we, what exactly we want to do yet.
2: Well, that's understandable, man. Well, regardless of what happens, enjoy that weekend. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the upcoming visits. Take care and God bless, Trey. Thanks again for making the time today.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye.